On this episode, I'm bringing Monica back to talk about one of the craziest places we've ever been to with our cameras. We get a report from Mark and questions from Jamie about a misfocusing camera and from David about processing C41 at home. This episode is supported by Discover the Top Floor. Join us on one of the spectacular 2019 photo tours for some amazing photography in another Norway on a ship. Well, no, that's actually just coming up around the Lofoten Archipelago or on the Bohemian Castles tour to Prague and the Czech Republic to Kyrgyzstan, one of the most beautiful landscapes and cultures along the Silk Road or to capture the breathtaking fall colors of Romania and Transylvanian fall. Spend a week or two dedicated entirely to photography and to great cultural experiences. Meet like-minded people, learn from the best and see places that you always wanted to see or that you didn't even know existed. Find out more at discoverthetopfloor.com. That's discoverthetopfloor.com. This is Tips from the Top Floor, episode 855 for Thursday, February the 14th, 2019. All right, this is Tips from the Top Floor. I'm Chris and we are back. Well, if I say we, I mean myself. Uh, first and foremost, we're back in Germany, though. Monica and I um, have returned from New Zealand. And uh, in the three days, <laughs> three days that I have here um, before I have to go on to Norway, um, I am... I'm yeah, I'm preparing, I'm packing, I'm washing clothes, I'm recording this episode, I'm writing an article, I'm fighting jet lag. So it is it is an interesting three days right now. So if I'm a bit incoherent during this episode, um please forgive me. Anyway, um let's see. So we returned um and I went through all my recordings because I recorded uh, several things on the way and I found one that goes with a bunch of photos that I took um, at a very special place and I want to get Monica on the show once again because uh, we want to talk about that special place. Monica, do you remember a lot of interesting places that we saw in New Zealand uh, lots of amazing landscapes, a lot of great um, vegetation and just fun places in general. But there's one place that stuck out for me. Is that the same place that you might be thinking of? <laughs> the one place I just uh, talked um, uh, about that I just talked uh, with my hairdresser that was really the creepiest place we have, <laughs> we have been to. Creepy, but creepy, creepy in a good way. So visual, very intense and very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a kind of a theme park that yeah. somebody somebody set up on uh, on herself. Um, and I'm talking about Demolition World. Mm -hmm. And um, all the way, all the way in the south, in uh, Indra Cargill, in the very south of the South Island of New Zealand. Yeah, right. And uh, there is a couple. They have a demolition business, so they um, turn down old buildings. They, if somebody passes away, they go into the into the house and take all this clear it out. Clear it out, and um, so they come across a lot of old stuff. Um, they, they have, yeah. 
things from houses, but even houses themselves. Right, exactly. And of course, uh, they collect the stuff and, and resell it, um, sort it. So if you uh, go into the into their place, then you find uh, um, frames, a lot of uh, mirror frames, mirrors. Um, you can buy toilets there. You can buy <laughs> furniture, furniture, whatever. Um, um, but what they do not need or what they do not use, this um, gets used in a different, a different way. way. So yeah. let's hear it from the owner. Rolly Fellow. What do you do? We do demolition and recycling. So demolition buildings that get torn down, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, Monica and I, we looked this morning, we looked on TripAdvisor to, to see what's interesting in the area and we came across Demolition World. Yes. That's the place here. That's our name and we've also created a little vintage village out of recyclable materials. So pretty much things that you find uh, from from old shop displays to old telephones to like I can't, I, I don't, I'm liking the words to <laughs> actually uh, explain what is all, what is all here? Oh, everything. Everything. We have a, a church, a sc little school uh, playground. We, we built the playground out of the donation money. Um, we do have a look on the internet for some stuff, but not a lot. Like my mannequins, I buy a lot off the internet. My mannequins. There, there's a ton of mannequins in in the different little houses. Over two hundred. Okay, so we just spent, I'd say, ninety minutes here, over an hour, yeah. roaming the grounds. It is quite big, and it is, it is a. It's like a playground for photographers. How many photographers do you get here? Well. Going by the internet, I have a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Because I find a whole lot of photos when I scroll down and I look for Demolition World. Yeah. And it, it, amaz it amazes me. Um, we do have local photographers, but yeah, everybody from around the world who has a camera, I think. It, it, it is one of those things, as a photographer, you enter this place and it's... A, a whole, a whole, at least an hour, probably two hours of, of in. Okay, we are we are being distracted because there's chickens around. Anyway, so there's an old ship, there's an old car, there's as you said a church, there's old, old uh, tractors, farm equipment, there's mannequins, there's the contents of shops, there's an old hospital. Yes. Which is kind of creepy. The hospital was actually a dental clinic. Okay. And we were supposed to pull it down, but we knew that we wanted that building, so we brought it home and it had to get craned over the fence. Oh, you brought the entire building here? Yeah, apart from the roof. We didn't need the roof. Right. We put a new one on. <laughs> and there's like there's there's old old medical equipment in there. There's a skeleton in the corner. There's uh, <laughs> there's uh, it is. I'd say uh, photographers who like urban exploration, which is the style that you would go into old derelict buildings and try to find these kind of things, you, you brought all this here. Yeah. yeah, we did. How long have you been doing this? 
We've been putting the village together for 14 years. 14 years. Yeah. But we have been in business for over 30 uh, during demolition. Your regular business, yeah. yeah. And the recycling yard has been 24 years. So how do you make money with this? The, The village is a donation. And the... We have seven children, and for us, when they were younger, to find somewhere to go with seven children, it cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And from when we first started, we always said this would just be a donation entry. Okay. So To make it possible for for families to come here? For everybody to come. Some people don't put anything in, but then some people put in more than enough. So there's a voluntary donation box in in the entrance? Yeah. And uh, I can only recommend every photographer who travels New Zealand, you, if you come to the very south down here to Invercargill, um, find Demolition World. We'll put a link in the show notes. Do you have a website or are you mostly on? We're mostly on Facebook. Mostly on Facebook, okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll put a link in the show notes so everyone can find. That's the geese now. <laughs> They're quite excited about something. Anyway, so um, Demolition World totally worth a look and um, thank you for putting such an awesome place together thank you thank you for visiting us (laughs) so yeah it's it is really one of those places that you have to see to believe them right Mm -hmm, absolutely and i'm i'm kind of a bit sad that i had not the time to visit the place more often because i think the more you visit it and look at it the more stories you find that you can tell with your camera because i think that's that's one thing that we um that we came out of this uh with is the understanding that she built stories right Mm -hmm. um you really you have you have to go through that place and and explore and we took one and a half hours there but i also have the feeling that if you are anywhere near you should probably go there three, four times uh, yeah. within a week and and explore things from different angles and see and find new stories. Uh, I think it also it depends on what mood you you are in, what you see there, and what you see as um, what you see regarding stories that you can tell. I think depending on your mood, depending on the weather, depending on I don't know stories that you heard elsewhere, you will totally see the place in a different light. And from different angle, and you will mm. make different pictures there. It was also it was also a technical challenge to shoot there because you had this pretty bright sunlight outside. Then uh, you had these shady outside areas, and then you had the inside in the houses that was typically typically quite dark. Mm-hmm. So it was constant juggling of exposure and. Uh, and getting that right. Yeah, and I also I was there with my film camera, and um, I had before we went there, I had decided to um, use slide film, and I had only film with ISO two hundred. That was almost not enough. <laughs> that was absolutely not enough. So what normally, camera? What camera did you bring? The the Pentax six by seven. And normally I would would have gone for um, tri X four hundred, maybe pushed to sixteen hundred. Mm. So I was with ISO two hundred. That was. A, definitely a challenge so a lot of the pictures i took with uh, exposure times around 15 to 30 seconds so or even longer i have no idea um if that worked out a 15 yeah. to 30 seconds yeah so a th- 13 
That's 30th third, uh, third, of the second. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Still, yeah. handheld, not easy. Absolutely not. No. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm, it was it was definitely worth it, worth a try. So, um, I'm faster. My photos are already online. I will link those, uh, put them in an album. Mm -hmm. um, yours will follow. So, if, as soon as you have yours somewhere online, might take a couple of weeks. I have to get them developed yeah. right now, so I send them away in this case. Oh, yeah, yeah. slide film. You, we we yeah. don't do this here, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Demolition World, one of those things. You, I mean, you, you show those photos and there's nothing New Zealand about them. Mm -mm. Is no. there? Uh, apart from the quirkiness, um, because <laughs> you would not find that many people um, going for a hobby like this, I would say, in, in Germany at right, least that it's not, is, that at is least, kiwi. That is pretty that kiwi. That is pretty yeah? kiwi, um, especially when you know that you find more people with hobbies like that. I mean, we found one person collecting teapots and decorating the front garden with the teapots, about a few hundred, I would say. So this is <laughs> true. This is something pretty kiwi, and um, that is the kiwi about uh, the kiwi thing about this photo. So you cannot see New Zealand, but you can probably see kiwiness, kind of kiwiness. Is this yeah. okay? All, all the kiwis listening to this, is there <laughs> is there such a thing as kiwiness? You, it probably takes someone from the outside to come and experience it and notice it. Maybe, yeah. maybe if you live there, it's a different story. Um, kiwiness. Yeah, that's a good term. Maybe that should be the title <laughs> of this episode. Um, yeah, Monica, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Uh, even though just briefly, but I think everyone's enjoying you being here. And, thank you. <laughs> uh, back to the rest of the show. Thanks. Bye. Yeah, <laughs> this is, this is, yeah, wild place. Um, photos are at tfttf.com slash demolition world tfttf.com slash demolition world uh yeah i selected a few i i think i took i don't know well too many <laughs> in one and a half hours i'm yeah the inspiration was amazing and again if you ever make your way to invercargill that's the place to visit and uh, bring your camera and have fun for at least an hour or two and uh, the link to Demolition World is in the show notes. So everyone check them out and check out the photos. All right, let me thank this week's sponsor, HoneyBook. Do you own a small business? Are you frustrated by dealing with back and forth emails, endless paperwork and getting paid? HoneyBook.com can help you spend less time handling the administration work and more time doing what you love. HoneyBook is an all-in-one business management platform for creative small businesses. HoneyBook makes it easy to streamline your process with client and calendar management tools and custom branded brochures, proposals and contracts. You can even get e-signatures, generate invoices and get paid faster all within one online system. Over 75,000 photographers, designers, event professionals and other solo entrepreneurs have saved hundreds if not thousands of hours a year with HoneyBook. And that's why I've partnered with HoneyBook.com to offer tips from the top floor listeners 50% off, yeah, 50, 50 50% off the first year of HoneyBook with promo code TOPFLOOR. So get started at HoneyBook.com today and use promo code TOPFLOOR for 50% off your first year. Again, that's honeybook.com, promo code TOPFLOOR. And I thank them for the support.
Hey, Chris, this is uh, Mark Rosengarten from New York. I just wanted to let you know that back in 2001, I lost the vision in my right eye to a large extent due to a massive tumor in my brain. Now, fortunately, I'm left-eyed, but I had exactly the same question. What if I lose my eyesight completely as a chemistry teacher? How exactly do I make a living? I actually didn't pick up photography until after I had already lost the vision in my right eye. Fortunately, my left eye is good for now, but you got to take advantage of what you got for as long as you can. And I'm, I'm really glad that you're doing better. Thank you for sharing your story. And I hope you guys are having a great time out there in New Zealand. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story. Yeah, th this eye thing was a bit scary. I talked about this on one of the previous episodes. And um, it, it's completely, completely 100% over and done and good again. The eye doesn't there's nothing left from that but it was a bit scary yeah this is it again it reminded me of the time when i lost my voice after after holding workshops uh years ago um i yeah i couldn't speak for a while and not being able to speak as a podcaster is not a good idea so i um yeah i, I got over that and i did voice training and everything's fine i don't think i'll need eye training i just need to be careful to not rub stuff into my eye again so I'm uh, <laughs> really careful now. Hey, Chris, I love the show. I've been listening for a long time now, but this is the first time I've sent you a question. I've recently got into film photography, partially thanks to you, developing my own film as well. I've got a Olympus OM40. Uh, it's great. The lens is brilliant on it, and the film is developing perfectly. But I've got a problem. The focus on the actual images seems to be off. When I use the split prism and I've tested it on a tripod, if I get the focus perfectly using the split prism, it seems to focus, once it's developed onto film, it seems to focus closer than what I'm trying to focus on. So the foreground of the subject seems to be in focus rather than the subject itself. And it's it's visible. It's very noticeable as you get further away from an object. Um, I'm not sure what the reasoning for this is. I'm hoping you can help me. I'm I'm at a loss. Thank you. How kidoki? I I had the same issue, the exact same issue, with uh, Minolta X700, um, which did not have the same focus on the lens and on the on the viewfinder so the way this works with an uh, slr single lens reflex a mirror camera is that um the lens the the picture that comes through the lens goes uh across that 45 degree mirror and gets projected onto a focusing screen and that focusing screen has to be at exact the same distance from the lens mount um, then, uh, then the film, right? The film and the focusing screen have to have the exact same distance, just that the focusing screen goes over that mirror. And when you expose the film, then the mirror is out of the way. But if that's not the case, if that distance is different, then there's a problem. There is a mismatch between the focusing screen and the film distance. And if, if that error, if that error, was in the lens mount then it would uh, be the same on both the focusing screen and the film so i suppose it's in the focusing screen 
I suppose that that is the problem. And I think that's where I would look and or maybe get someone to look at it. Um, some cameras have a way to to change the focusing screen and uh, to remove it and replace it with a different one. Maybe that focusing screen has been replaced at one point in the past and hasn't been fully attached. Maybe the camera was dropped and the focusing screen got uh, dislodged in some way and isn't exactly at that distance anymore. But that's where I would look. And you might want to find someone who repairs cameras and maybe can take a closer look. Hey, Chris, it's David. Um, been listening to your show for a good while. Uh, but I was just calling to see if I can get help with uh, film processing. I've been doing black and white for a good while, and I know there's different chemicals and stuff. But uh, I was mainly concerned about C41 because I've done it before. But I know that there's a bunch of different um, brands. So I was just wondering if there's any differences between the brands because prices are different. But I know C41 is kind of universal. Um, and then I was also wondering, like, if there's a book based just solely for, like, C41 processing from home. Because I know they have stuff for, like, black and white, how to process it properly, what happens when your negative is too dark or too light, and what to do about it. But I was wondering if they have something similar for color, because I know that there's online forums and, like, blog posts and stuff like that, but sometimes they're not super accurate. And I'll... And that's pretty much it. And I'm going to start developing and scanning because I just got a, a Nikon cool scan, but I had it adapted so I can do a whole roll of 36 in one time so I can do a lot of uh, pictures at once. So hopefully that'll be nice. Um, but yeah, thank you for the show. Uh, been listening for like a couple of years now, so I really enjoy it. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks, David. Uh, that is cool. Uh, developing your own film, especially color. Um, I've done this for a while. I'm not doing it anymore uh, because it, yeah, I don't know. I, it isn't as, for me, it's not as creative as doing black and white because um, it is very standardized. And that kind of also answers your question. Uh, C41, that is color negative film, is pretty much fully standardized and the reason is because it has to be uh, well it used to be produced in really and, and and developed in really big quantities we're talking hundreds of thousands of rolls of film a year or in some places maybe even probably in a month um and so it has to work in machines and and be fully automated so the process is standardized c41 chemistry is uh, it should give you the same results uh, without any, well, from different manufacturers. And I don't know exactly what is available in your neck of the woods because it's different here in Germany. Um, actually, just one of the big manufacturers, Tetanol, here in Germany is, uh, is in financial trouble right now. Uh, and I hope they can get out of that because getting new new color chemistry um, licensed in Europe is difficult and expensive so um, everyone hopes now that they that they will uh, will re-emerge from that but uh, yeah you can pretty much take any C41 chemistry that fits your amount of, of, of processing the only thing you'll have to be really careful with is the stability of your temperatures because C41 
chemistry will typically require you to develop somewhere in a, with warm uh, chemistry um, here in Germany, I think it's like 38 point something degrees Celsius. And if you deviate from those temperatures too far, then you get color shifts, which you might want that, but uh, it's kind of not, not predictable <laughs> where this goes. So um, it uh, takes some precision. Some color chemistry, some C41 chemistry will allow you to develop at room temperature. But again, um, I think the best thing is to follow those those recipes uh, exactly to the point. Um, then your question about a book on C forty one, I'm yeah I don't know M maybe, but I'm not aware of one. But I have also not really looked that m in that much of depth. D we we just a while ago we updated the German version of the film photography handbook to. Uh, to the second um, edition, which which has ad additional information, including an entire new chapter on C41, um, but it's not as exhaustive as you might want want it, and it's in the German version. It hasn't been translated to English, so um, that won't really help you that much. Um, but if you know a good book, hey, send in another voicemail, and I'll be happy to to relay that information here on the show. Thank you so much. All right, that was it for this episode of Tips from the Top Floor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, I told you I'd be incoherent because I forgot what I wanted to say because, I don't know, lack of sleep, I guess. If you want any of your questions answered, send them to voice at tfttf.com. Just record them with any any voice recorder of your choice and send them to voice at tfttf.com. I'll be happy to get your questions here on the show. Also, the next episode is probably going to come from a ship. At least that's the plan for now. I will be spending the next two weeks in northern Norway around Lofoten on a ship with uh, with some of you guys, which is amazing. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely report from there. If you like this episode or any of the other ones, um, let other people know. Let other people know. I think that is pretty much the best thing you can do. Tell someone about the show. Tell your photography friends. Recommend the show on social media. and uh, Or buy me a coffee. Buy me a coffee. Go to tfttf.com slash coffee to find out more. That's tfttf.com slash coffee. Music for the show by Jeff Smith, Silent Partner and Hans Peter Kagerud Publishing and Slack Challenges by Release Pixie, Matt, Rafsitar Armstead, Slack Invitations by Chief Invitation Officer, CIO Rusty Russ, the link to get on the famous, infamous TFTTF Slack and become a slacker is in the show notes at tfttf.com slash slack. My name is Chris Marquardt. You'll find me on social media, including Mastodon. Still, yeah, I'm still on Mastodon. At Chris, M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T.
Now go out and take amazing photos. Share them with the world. Be nice to each other. And happy shooting. <laughs>